Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Archosaur Tabletop and DM of the Archosaur D&D podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, ArchosaurTT.com, is up and running, and we also opened up a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have lots of fun stuff, hoodies, shirts, um, well, let's see, an adventures pack, uh, 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 what else, what else, what else, uh, uh, tumblers, uh, a cup, we have a cup, it's a really nice cup, you need to buy the cup. So, um, yeah, drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey, looky here. It's me, Scott, the DM for Archosaur D&D. I know you want to listen to our adventuring shenanigans, but... I want to let you know about our dice game, Sea Maiden's Bounty. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a set of three dice games where you bet pirate treasure playing until there's only one left with all the coin. You can play Sea Maiden's Eyes, making bets and risking not to bust out. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a poker-style game that is played with dice instead of cards. Then there's Sea Maiden's Bones, where players make bets to see who rolls the highest out of three rolls. The great thing is, this game is already out. I mean, seriously, right now you can go online, look it up, it's already there. And you can check it out at ArcosaurTT.com and buy a copy today. Now, let's get back to the game. This podcast may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Arkansas D&D Campaign 2, The Seas of Elara. Hello and welcome back to Arkansas D&D. I am your DM for the night, Scott, and tonight we still have playing with us. Deanna, currently playing Solaire, the Bard. And T.S., now playing Zillathaw. Last episode, we had a rather interesting event. Uh, you guys had fought off uh, some pirates um, while sailing from one island to another. <laughs> I don't know if I would say I was so much fighting them off as keeping myself from dying. Yeah. Um, and uh, you found out that the... And Solaire, you found out that the cargo that you were transporting, or that you were guarding, that was considered livestock, was actually Zillathar, um, who was basically being used as a pit fight monster, and who had been sold to somebody in Antwin, or at least that was a part of its, of its, at least one of its stops, um, between Destination A and Destination B. So... Um, to be fair, Zilthar is a beast in combat. Yes. But now we head over to... No, now we return to our players. Just now docking into the port um, of, the, of this small port area outside of Antlin. And... Is there anything you would, you two would like to do before you disembark? 
I think Solaire's going to talk to the captain about Zillathar. Um, Zillathar's probably just going to... I'm not sure what he would do at this point. Like, he's never not had a chain on him, so he's probably just going to try and keep calm for the time being. Yeah, well, you do have uh, um, shackles on your wrists and <clears throat> shackles on your on your around your character's ankles. Um. With very, I like those. Will be really a problem. Yeah, with with varying small links of chain, as not not anything <clears throat> larger than th longer than three links, each. Yeah, so I can't like sprint out of here. Oh no, you can sprint out of here. I'm just saying it'll make a lot of noise. Yeah, they you. haven't taken the shackles off of you. Yeah, they're not connected to each other. Yeah. Right. Um, so, Solaire, you said you wanted to go talk to the captain? Alright, uh, well, the yeah. captain is, uh, <clears throat> is currently in his quarters, and, um, as you open the door, you see that he is pouring over some paperwork, and he looks up and goes, Oh, yes, um, I, I did want to talk to you, uh, please take a seat, and goes back to his paperwork. All right, I gently close the door and walk over to the other side of the table to sit down. And he, he jots a few more things down and goes, hold on just a minute, and continues to write some stuff. And then finally he takes his, his pen or his quill and sets it into the little stand on his desk. <clears throat> now, uh, the discussion of the beast. Um, you know that... You get paid at the wharf, just like I do. Yes. And, um, I honestly don't know exactly what I'm going to do with him. I mean, he did save the ship, and you did... Needless to say, you did convince me that he is not just some creature. Well, that, that's good. I mean, and he did give us his name. It is Zillathar. Yes. My apologies, but um, I'm at a loss. I, I do want to repay him for helping, but I do not know exactly what I would like to accomplish with freeing him. I know that it would put a mark on me. Well, you did lose a lot of men at sea. You could say the pirates had stole or killed him out of fear. He takes a moment, stands up, and paces a little bit, and stops and goes, You know, you do have a good head on your shoulders. Hold on. Goes over, sits down, and goes, We did lose a few things in that kerfuffle. Let's see, um... Yes, and they did get away. We didn't get the Jolly Rogers proof. We do have some of the men dead on here. That would be a good... Right. Okay. I've got an idea. Uh, it's a little variation on yours. Okay. What we're going to do is I am going to cook our books 
Make it so that he was taken by these records. Somehow. I, I'm not going to exactly state how, just I'll note that it happened in my logs. The only thing that I request is, since you are wanting to make sure that he is safe, and you seem to have an interest in him, I would need you to keep an eye on him. Make sure that he doesn't get into any superfluous trouble that would bring attention towards me. I think we could rig a, a bit of a cloak out of that chunk of cell cloth he's claimed for nesting. We could do that. That should keep him, that should keep him hidden. Hopefully. You don't really see too many of his kind around. And initially, when I first saw him, I didn't know he was a dragonborn. I thought he was some kind of lizard creature that was able to stand up on two legs. Yeah, the, like I said, the, the tail is definitely an unusual feature. Yes. So, hmm. Yes, we can, we can suss that out, and you can get your pay. And, um, you know, Godspeed to you, wherever the wind may take you. Alright, thank you. As you go to, as you go to stand up and leave, he does this small bow and says, May the, may the waves break in your wake, and may your sails ever be full. Yours as well. And then he sits back down and just starts writing like a madman. <laughs> He's got some books to cook. Rolling forgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, that's on him. It is going to be a little hard to explain away the several dudes who just have giant lightning beam holes through their chests. That's... It's going to be a bit hard to explain. Well, like, no, they, most he, he, he could say terrified. They, 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 they captured him as he was a, they, they captured the beast, the pirates captured the beast as he was attempting to jump ship. Yeah, yeah that, that's that basically what he's going to write. It's like he injured a lot of them and then jumped onto the other ship and then left. And then the, the ship left. So, um, arrangements are made to make a very, very, like, quick, simple cloak out of not Still necessarily the, uh, the sailcloth chunk that he's using, but they take a spare small sail and very quickly fashion just a, a rudimentary cloak. So, upgrade, you are no longer just wearing shorts, Zillathar. You now have a white cloak. You Yay! Now have this, like, tan, kind of sun bleached cloak. That's why I said white. Uh, are white. He's he's never really worn anything like 
he's fine with just the shorts because you know they keep stuff from getting chafed uh but he's not really a fan of just other clothes in general so he's going to reluctantly put it on but he might later on decide no he just he just might get fed up with it yeah and when when he when he comes out with it on like you can tell it's kind of irritating him just the simple fact that like Solaire, you, you realize that it's, it's ir- weird on his scales. Yeah. And you also notice that he is very lumpy inside of it. Like, he could pass as a dragonborn. Like, a regular dragonborn. Kinda. As long as he keeps his tail, like, tucked up, I guess. Yeah. Sort of half wrapped around his hips. So you make you both end up making your way off the ship and the captain the captain has one of his one of his uh crewmen go over to the the port and no go over to the portmaster and you know start the whole payment process there. Uh you know you need to go to this little building just beyond that that is where you would pick up the rest of your payment for the completion of the journey you see that alleyway the little gap between the two buildings Zilithar if you could just um, hang out there I'll be back in a few minutes <clears throat> uh, he just simply gives a snort and a nod then uh, goes in that direction he he almost goes on all fours, but then he stops himself. It's like he occasionally does swap. So, but it does click in his mind that walking on all fours might be a little weird, yeah. at least around here. Yeah, I assumed it was explained that he needs to lay low. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So Lair so, told him, yeah, you need to keep the cloak on. I know it feels weird. <clears throat> and we just sort of bundled the other chunk of sailcloth up to help you keep your tail comfortable in like a sling around your hips. So, um, finding a good, a good alley, alleyway to hide in. Um, Zillathar, can I get a, uh, stealth roll? Just to see how inconspicuous you are. I also figured we finally got the manacles off of him. Starting off strong, a seven. Seven, okay. Um, oh. Immediately just crashes into a crate he tries to sit on. (laughs) Just, but he's like 300 pounds, so he sits on this box. It's just a loud... It's like a bar fight just broke out in the alley. Yeah. Um, you might have drawn some attention. Um, I forgot to, to mention to you, Solaire. Um, yes. Rewind a little bit. You know, um, long story short, the captain... The captain does say, um, before the goodbyes and whatnot, 
does it what you ask him about you know well can we remove the manacles and his response is well the owner is the only one that has the key you have a set of lock picks sadly I do not and it's think anyone in your crew might well it's a little bit harder than that it's um it's a very special kind of key it's a ring has to be pressed into uh, certain points on the manacle, or at least on one of the manacles, and it will release all four of them. Uh. Ba basically, yeah, he's telling you it, it, it's a magic lock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, unless I find somebody that's got dispel magic. Yeah. Um, which, when you, when, after he tells you that, you go back and look at the manacles, and you can tell, no, you can see that there's no visible seam and no visible lock. They, they are just a solid band of steel with a spot, on, with a loop on one side that holds chains. Do do I notice any injury on Zillifar's wrists or his ankles when I'm looking at him? Um, some bruising, uh, some scuffs, um, and uh, from what I from what you can tell, some a little bit of scarring, like he's been in and out of manacles like that for a long time. But no immediate like current injury. No. No. Okay. The 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 bruising and scratches are from him, you know, freeing himself. Yeah. All right, so back to where we were and yep. me try so, not to look over in the alleyway and bring even more attention to Zolithar. Yeah. Um you roll your eyes and take a deep breath and walk up to the door. It's a small wooden building. Uh, looks like it's a, it almost looks like a small uh, single level house that's made out of some simple wood. You can tell that it's uh, sun bleached and has some um, some you know effects from being so close to the ocean. Yeah, a bit of salt damage. Yeah, a bit of salt damage. And um, over the top of it is Bounty's Authority. Or the Bounty's Authority. And, uh... Do whatever you will. Alright, I'm heading inside. Okay. Um, you walk in, and there's this little reception desk. Um, you can tell that there's more rooms in the back. But there's a... Down a hall on your right-hand side, kind of an L-shape uh, configuration. You walk in... There's a front room about 10 foot by 10 foot by 15 foot um, by 8 foot tall. And or the ceiling is at 8 foot. And there's a reception desk and a kind of gruff looking man is sitting there, you know, pouring over paperwork. All right, I will walk straight up to him. As you approach, he sets down the 
articles of paper that he was rummaging through. And goes, oh, yes, um, how can I help you? I'm here to pick up my pay for the... Uh, I was on the... Dawn Treader? Dawn Treader, okay, um... Let's see. And he starts thumbing through, thumbing through, thumbing through, and he goes, um, let's see, the Dawn Treader, yes. Um, for Captain Jacques um, that was the practitioner, okay, and, uh, yes. Um, you are the San... Sorry. You are Soler, correct? Yes. Okay, um... So, according to the Port Authority, you were attacked by pirates. Um, you defended all cargo. Uh, some pieces were lost, but that is usually accounted for. Um, let's see. Yes. And he reaches under the desk and pulls out a a sack of... You know, like, like this, this is a little, like, you know, coin pouch. Um, opens it up and counts out ten gold pieces and goes, and here's the other half of your pay. Alright. Do you pick it up, or do you just leave it sitting on the desk awkwardly? I, I'm, I start to pick it up, and... I don't remember any anything about there being possibility of pirates attacking us. Well, that is always a possibility on the high seas. As you know, it is a part of the waiver that you signed. So, let's see. And he grabs another piece of paperwork and he goes, alright, and he, like, scribbles some stuff and goes, alright, I need you to for more bureaucracy than we can release you. Sign here, 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 initial here, and sign here. And he points out those those places on there. And it, it basically is a release waiver saying that, you know, you've completed your task, you've been paid, and, you know, any kind of uh, subsequent injury that was caused during during the event, um, if not declared at this time, is considered forfeit, and they have no responsibility towards it, and yada, yada, yada. You know, just CYA paperwork for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I go and look through it and And it even has the um this adventure was paid in the amount of twenty gold, uh ten at the beginning no ten at the start and another ten upon completion. Yeah. Oh uh, my gear's been a bit roughed up. Well, what seems to be what seems to be wrong with it? I've got slashes in it. If I didn't know healing spells, I'd have slashes in me. Oh, you should have declared that earlier. I can have that sent in to Antwin and have it looked at by... That's why I haven't signed that part yet. Um, You are wearing leather armor, correct? I am currently wearing... Yes, leather armor. Okay. Um, I don't remember the contents of it. I'm probably not actually wearing the armor at the moment because, you know, it's got gashes in it, so it's not really covering me up in the manner I prefer. So I'm wearing my normal 
clothes. And I just pull my gear out. And show him all the damage to it. He go he goes, I can send it over to Clothens to have it um, mended. Thank you. And, um, you know, you can... How long will I have to stay in town before I can get it back? Oh, it shouldn't be more than a day. He barely gets any work as it is. Um, hold on just a moment. He pulls out a couple more pieces of paper, fills some stuff out, puts his signature on it, and goes, okay, I would need you to sign here. And it, it literally says, you know, um, this is a writ, um, however much it costs to get the armor fixed, or the wrens mended, um, to be paid by... Uh, the bounties, the bounties guild, and you know, yada yada bureaucracy stuff. Yeah. Um, All right, I, it, I fill it, that out. It, then... it doesn't require your signature. He just hands it to you, and he says, "So All that right, should square it away." Thank you. Uh, is there a tavern or something near the near this place that it, I could get a, a good hot meal that isn't fish related? Oh, that would be uh, over in Antwin. This is just a port. We don't really have... Or yeah. they don't really have much of anything as far as... Other than if you want raw fish. Because the fish market is here. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm a little burnt out on fish for the moment. Let's see. So, so I, I could just take my gear into town to them? Yes. Alright. So I bundle stuff back up into my backpack with the writ on the very top of it. All right, and then and, I finish um, filling out the release paperwork. Okay. Um, and now that you filled out the release paperwork, which you notice that he did make an, an, amend, uh, an am amendment in it that basically says that, you know, one set of armor uh, to be repaired by, by Colton. Yeah. Or Cleothan, sorry. By Cleothan. And um, a writ has been has been given for said service. Work. Yeah. And All that's right. pretty much it. Alright, I I tell him thank you and uh, ask him for like I guess a, a little sketched out map so I can get there without getting lost <laughs> he he kind of gives you this blank stare looks out the window and says you see that wall right there that the road goes straight to okay it's right there okay and it's it's literally like maybe an hour away on foot alrighty I'll, I'll just get directions from him for a tavern then thank you not a problem. I head out and go over to Zillathar and tell him we, we are going into town so I can get my gear fixed. Before that can happen... <laughs> Zillathar, you get up picking various pieces of wood out of your scales, grumbling to yourself. Um, yeah. And Solaire is like, you stay here. I'll be right back. I just need to run into this building. Run into the, and she runs in the building. Mm -hmm. Um, about 
a minute and a half in, you hear, who goes there? And you look over and see a guard. Um, just regular town guardish type guy, you know, bucket helmet or the yeah, uh, no, not a bucket helmet, but a, like a a leather cap. Um, has uh, all the accoutrement of you know people that are in you know public service with yeah. a spear, and he's not acting threatening. At least not yet. He, he he just curiosity. Uh, Zilthar will just you know keep, I guess the hood over his head and just look over in, in his general direction and then, trying in his best common. Sorry, homeless. Box broke. Vagrants, I swear. Alright, so you come with me. I've got a place that you can stay. And he, he like starts approaching you to help escort you to somewhere else. Uh thank you, no need. Friend, come by soon and get me lunch. Oh, so you have a friend. Well, would you mind me waiting with you? No. No mind. Well, that's good. And he, he takes and pulls over, which you notice that, like, the box you sat on was empty. And he pulls over another empty box, sits down on it, and just kind of... He's still keeping an eye on you, and it looks like <coughs> at any moment... You know, if any any kind of act of violence were to happen toward him, he'd be well capable of defending himself. But he doesn't right. call any other guard at this point in time. He just thinks that you're some kind of possibly a vagrant with some <coughs> sort of illness. So he's not getting too close. Okay. He, he's, he's, he's taking sort of your... loosely holding the spear in your general direction. Oh no, he's he's got the spear at hand, but it's not pointing at him as as of yet. Uh my question is, would Zilthar know that this guy would be thinking he has an illness? Um go on ahead and uh insight check him. Twelve. Yeah, um, very easy to read. He is, he seems one of the more jovial guards. Um, so he, he more or less is like, oh, this is just another poor person, possibly sick. Um, Zilthar will just, in his mind, being not well educated or at all, um, he will just think in his head, uh, think of disease, think of a disease. <laughs> and he's just gonna, like, okay, if he asks, say, grayscale, suffers from grayscale. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he's thinking about, 
you know, not 100% like he's relaxing, but he's leaning back, like, to, to give the air of, you know, being relaxed. And he says, so, uh, I saw you come off the ship, uh, where are you from? Can't pronounce name. Been on many ships too long. Oh, yes. Sometimes being at sea does give some people kerfuffles. I can't be on a ship, in all honesty, it makes me sick. So, um... What ails you, friend? Suffer from grayscale disease. Oh, I heard that is bad. An ailment that slowly rots the scales <coughs> off of your body. I feel so bad for you. We have a similar thing in our society. It's called leprosy. And um, I had a cousin that had that once. It was very bad. I can help you seek medical treatment. We do have a... Uh, the, the place that I was going to lead you to, they do have uh, a ward for various illnesses of that sort. Maybe your friend would like to take you there just to see if they can, you know, heal you of your affliction. Uh, aff my affliction very and right slow as you, right as you say, and miles. Right as you say very slow, Solaire comes around the corner and sees Zillathar and this guard just, you know, chilling. He came over because he fell into the box, didn't you? Well, yes, I... I... Hmm? I very heavy. Not fault. <laughs> so, you I, all... I wasn't saying you were at fault. I, I was just thinking that might have been what attracted this gentleman to you. So you are this, uh, this individual's friend, correct? Yes, I'm Zillathar's friend. Oh, so his name's Zillathar. Good, good. Um, yeah, he, he has trouble saying it sometimes. Well, we, we have a, um, very good, um, hospice-type place that we can take him to. He says that he is suffering from grayscale, which is a lot like leprosy in Dragonborn, and we w I want to make sure that he is, you know, well cured of that, not to spread it to the local population. Yeah, he he does have a some oddities for a Dragonborn, but he's no worry I, I though. No, great grayscale, very mild scale. for me. I get over very soon. <laughs> okay. He's just trying to bullshit his way out of this because so, he doesn't know what it does. So you, you have one of two options. Either Solaire, you get you get persuasion at disadvantage. No, no you get persuasion flat roll. Or Zillathar, you get de you get deception at disadvantage. Because now he is suspicious. 
No, now he's suspecting something's going on. Something that you guys aren't alluding to. Can both of us roll? Nope, only one. So you, you both have to choose. It's either persuasion, flat I, roll, been... or Dude. deception oh. from Zillathar at disadvantage. Because now it's like, I the guy's like, I know what grayscale is. I know how bad it is. And now you're saying you'll be fine? Well, so I have faith in my had no any scale rot. So he I I have faith in my dice. I'm gonna do it. You're, you're, you're gonna really try the deception check and disadvantage. Okay, give it a shot, buddy. Come on, lucky lucky dice. He's just looking between the two of them, like she's not quite sure what she walked into. Okay, so remember to this. Wish I could use that nine. Wish I could use that nineteen, but <laughs> I have to use the fifteen. Uh, so that's an eighteen in total. Eighteen. Okay. <clears throat> um. So what? What was your? What was your last statement as your deception? <laughs> he said it was very mild, and he's getting over. Very it. mild, great scale. I'm getting better on own. He he looks over and goes, oh, okay, so you are, and he looks back over at you, Solar, and says, so you are his caretaker, I, I take it. Yes. Yes, I, I've, I've, been, I've been helping him. Oh, that is so wonderful to see two of such differing races actually working together to help each other. That's just, that is so nice. Well, I will bid you both a good day, and I will release him to your custody. And he like Thank stands you. up, dusts himself off, uh, kind of gives this little little salute, bows, and then turns and walks away. At this point, Zilthar also now stands, and like he's probably like a good two feet taller than the dude. Uh, close to it, foot yeah. and a half. Foot, about a foot <clears throat> and a half, foot and three quarters. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Zilthar, big I, boy. I, yeah, I just sort of gently push you a little farther back into the alleyway and tell tell you to um, lift your cloak up on your legs so I can make sure you don't have any splinters. Uh, he lifts up his legs and like, like, there's like maybe one or two that are barely sticking to his skin, but they're like just free floating in there. So like. Yeah. So they haven't fully like... penetrated the skin at all. Yeah, no, they're, they're just mainly stuck in the scale. Yeah, I just gently pulled bits of wood out off of him. Okay. Just to make sure he doesn't end up with something. So. Thank you. Yeah, those would have irritated you a lot. <clears throat> Alright. Less irritating than spear in chest. don't know about that long term but I've got a writ to get my gear fixed and then we'll get some directions to a tavern and we'll find some some food understood only food okay because so... this man has no education <laughs> So you're you're heading. Also, don't mention grayscale again. 
heard it in passing. Didn't know what it was. Okay. Well, now we do. <clears throat> and we definitely don't want to mention that again. Especially not right here in this town. We're a little too close to your buyer. Would like to do finishing move on him. Let's just avoid him for now. See how burned down? No. This shoulder slump. Sad. Come on. <laughs> let, let's let, let's go get my gear fixed. He nods I, and I will just like follow relatively closely behind you. Yeah, actually, I just take take one of Zolothar's hands in both of mine. Okay. He is not sure how to respond to that, other than just follow you. Yeah, that's fine. No one's grabbed both his hands like that in a non-threatening way before. No, I grabbed one of his with both of mine. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. But no one's ever, you know, grabbed him in a non-threatening way. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is new for him. Yep. Right. Okay, I so we're, we're, we're walking to the armor. Yeah, I just had to write down a few things um, because uh, the thing that I have did not have uh, where um, did not have any apothecaries or ends. Okay, so <clears throat> as you make your way towards Atwell or not Atwell, Antwin, Antwin um and I need to change that because I'm an idiot. Because there is an Atwell in this game. Hold on just a moment because I'm an idiot. You got to control F Antwin. No. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That's that's good. Okay. So, as you make your way towards Antwin, now we're officially where you are on the map. Um, you make your way up to the outer wall, and you do see something peeking over the top of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't Not really... Colossal Titan! Um, you can't really <laughs> see what it is. Um, two guards, and when I when I say outer wall, it's not made of stone; it's made of wood. So palisade. Yeah, more like a palisade. Um, even easier to kick down. And there there are a couple guards standing at the gate, but they but they're allowing everybody admittance. Like they're they're not taking any stock; they're just kind of watching as you walk in. Yeah, and they see this eight foot, three hundred pound, <laughs> just, uh, just in like sail tarp. 
poncho hoodie. Yes. Yeah, being led by a, the comparatively tiny Solaire at five foot eight. So, um, you're standing outside these gates. What do you do? Uh, we're we're going to walk inside towards the armor smith. Okay. As you walk in, I need you all to roll. No, I'm kidding. As you walk in, um, you get to where you're walking into. Yeah, you're 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 walking into the the southern gate, or no, the eastern gate. Yeah, eastern gate. Never eat south. Yeah, eastern gate. And as you head into the eastern gate, you actually get to see the the object that you that you could see from outside and it is a massive stone giant or giant made of stone um it stands it stands over the street and close to where the market is um you also notice that there's a good radius around where it's standing that there is nothing growing in that area. And there are people that have like, uh, stalls and shops set up around it. That's a tiny bit odd. Zilthar kind of ponders if maybe one day he'll get as big as it. Who knows? One day, maybe. One day. <clears throat> um, yeah. I kind of feel like... Um, I can kind of relate to this, because, like, uh, Zothar, usually being in a cramped dark space, and the only time he's really out in the open is when he has, like, a single target to eliminate, so he can just drown out any other noise. Like, now being in this open city, kind of like how my autism works, just like gets overwhelmed by like all sights, sounds, and smells. Just pure sensory overload for him. Yeah, that's why Solaire took his one of his hand and both of hers to provide <clears throat> a grounding point. Yeah, and you are getting that kind of sense of overload. It's it's just you know people moving around, children running and playing in the street. Um, a few horses pulling some carts through, uh, through the streets and it's, it's actually, you know, it's a place where people live. It's a place where people shop and it's also a port, uh, essentially a port town. So you have a, a good number of different types of peoples that are in this place. Yeah, and every time you start to tense, Solaire Gret squeezes your hand. He just sort of rubs your knuckles to get, give you a grounding point. He does relax at that, and uh, he's probably just going to make a perception check and just focus on his sense of smell to see what interesting foods are around. Okay. Uh, go on ahead and give me a perception check. With Can you. I add my cooking tools proficiency? 
do you have cooking tools proficiency? Yes, I do. Oh, good lord. Okay, sure. <laughs> Go on ahead. This is what... <laughs> I think that literally just adds your perception bonus to the roll. Or proficiency bonus to the roll. Alright, so proficiency bonus is... That's a 24. A 24. Um, about... 315 feet due east, no, due north of your position, you smell a cherry pot pot or cherry pie. Um, and about 500 feet to your left, you smell fish being cooked inside of somebody's house. No, I'm kidding. It's just a whole bunch of different smells of what smell like delicious food. Um, come in various directions from homes. Uh, Zilthar is probably going to start, uh, visibly drooling a little bit. <clears throat> and, uh, for our viewers at home, the reason why Scott reacted to the whole cooking tools thing is because usually when I have a character with cooking tools, it becomes a god. <laughs> no, when you have a character with, the... when you have a character with cooking tools, you find out a way to use that as a weapon. This is true. Yes. <laughs> you have cooking tools proficiency. That means you're proficient with hitting people with frying pans. Yeah, it also yes, means you're proficient with blowing people up with flour. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and killing people with cake. Oh my gosh, killing people with cake was the best one. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> wish we recorded that because that was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, so. but that was alright, guys. Let's break a cake. Do, 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 do. Here, you well, guys we, had the first we, we slices. Did, we didn't mention a lot of it in um, the <clears throat> post campaign. Oh, yeah, uh, the post our, our campaign post recap. Yeah. So, um, so should we move our tokens to, 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 to the market to, to uh, gently tug Zilothar into the armory? Okay. Away from all the fascinating scents of food. Okay. Do we um, move our tokens to market? Yes. Um, if that is where you're wishing to go. Uh, I assume I, that's I, where the armory is. I thought the armory was right against the south wall. Um. Actually, no. It is. It. You're not going to the armory. You're going to a blacksmith. Or blacksmith. <coughs> blacksmith Armor slash tamory, or, or tannery. Yeah. There's no such okay. thing as a tamary, but there is a tannery. Yeah, that would be on the outskirts of town somewhere. Yeah. I want to say, he, he works in, in metal and hide. Okay, um, just a ping where we, we should move our tokens to. To the market. Okay. Because here's the thing. Move your characters there, and I will describe location and what's going on. Okay, I managed gotcha. to um, carefully drag Zillathar into the armor person's place. Yeah. Um, so now he's getting a strong scent of leather and forge. Yes, I guess. Um, but as you as you head up, you the stone giant is looming over that area, and it's massive. I mean. You look up at it, and it's huge. It's also standing on top, which you didn't see this through all the buildings. It's standing on top of a solid 
piece of stone. And that solid piece of stone has a door just in it. And a few windows carved out um, with a sign over it that says Finn's Masonry. Finest stone masons since... Ever. Yeah. And um, yeah. there are various, you know, little shops that are speckled about. Um, you do have a, a few cart vendors that are that are hawking wares, and um, you do see that the blacksmith is, you know, in that lo- the blacksmith area is in that location, with a sign yeah, above okay. it that says Clothen's Forge. All right. So, yeah, I, I managed to uh, guide slash drag Zillathar to it. Okay. Zillathar, do you get dragged? <clears throat> um, yes and no. He he moves with her, but at a slow enough pace that it makes it, that it, it'll make her feel like she's dragging him. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said guide slash drag. Um, yeah. So you get there and you hear you hear working inside the forge and you can smell the the smell of the forge, you know, the smell of heated metal and um coal. coal yeah, burning coals. Um and also the, the scent of leather kind of assaults you for a, a brief amount of time as you enter into the into this building until you go nose blind yeah um walking in you do see that there are bits of metal just scattered all over the place and you know some of the tables are you no know, some of the tables that he has pieces of his his handiwork sitting on are wobbly and you see this well-built um, man, you know, just hammering away, completely oblivious to your presence. As a young boy who was working on a more smaller, delicate piece of, of uh, tool work, tooling work on a piece of leather stops and sets down his stuff, pu- pushes up his, uh, his uh, goggles that he's wearing and goes, oh, a customer, yes, walks over and goes, um, yes, um, um, oh, hold on. And he takes his gloves off and sets them aside. How, how can I help you? I look, I, I look at Zillathar and go, okay, just, you, you gonna be okay standing here? Yes. Okay. I let him go, uh, shrug off my backpack <coughs> and, uh, pull out the writ. First of all. And then I start pulling my 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 armor out. Yep. As she does that, Zillathar immediately just kind of turns and like walks over to a shelf and just starts looking at all the things. Okay. Um. With this, <clears throat> with this uh, younger younger man, um, he takes the writ and goes, "Oh, uh, you have uh, damaged armor. Okay, let's see leather. That would be my trade. Okay. Um, so." And he looks up at it and he goes, okay, well, just uh, real quick introductions. My name's Jerry, and um, I will be 
helping you today. If if it were metal work, I'd have to go on ahead and get Cloethan, but he seems to be... He looks back and you hear Cloethan go, Damn it! And then go back to sticking something back into the forge. He goes, He's been having a rough few years. Um, so, yes, I, I will go on ahead and, and mend this for you. Would you like me to make any modifications or... Um, it would be at an additional fee, or just uh, mend the the rends in the armor. I think at the moment I just need it mended. Okay, I can I can do that very easily, and this covers it. So, um, I'd say come back in the morn, and it should be ready for you to don and um, make sure that it still fits. All right. Uh, do you happen to know where I could find an inn or a tavern and possibly some food that is not fish? Oh, um, yes, that would be... I've spent and the last he, month he, eating things that have fish in it. He, he takes and, um, points out across the market. He goes, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you can see it, but that, um, gray, kind of blue-gray building over there was bright blue, um, several years ago. But that uh, blue-gray building over there, that is the Whistling Whale. Uh, that is where you can seek lodging. And then um, attached to it on the side is the Hollow Leg, which is the local tavern. And they have plenty of food. Um, they do have fish and various seafoods. And they also do have um, pork. Um, and I do hear, it's at a premium, mind you, but they do have some venison and some beef and those are really hard to find and I, I highly suggest it at least once if you want to splurge um, but outside of that um, yes it's that building across the way alright uh, while Zothar's just meandering around uh, I assume there are probably like some like hammers lying around and i'm talking about like a tool hammer yeah the actually one thing that uh you notice since you're you're looking around and not interacting with somebody immediately is that this place is in disarray like just things are left out in places that shouldn't be like when i say when i when you said you know is there a hammer around here like a tool you actually see like Bits and pieces of what would be an armorer's kit, just kind of laying around on random tables, shelves, the floor. Huh? You know, this place is completely out of sorts. Uh, Zothar would like to just uh, pick up one of those hammers that you use in co combination with a chisel and bring it over. Uh, to Solaire and hand it to her. Can get this. Uh, I don't know. This this might be their one, one of their personal tools. Um. So Jerry comes back and he goes, <coughs> "Oh, um, that's actually not for sale." Yeah, I, I don't I know why he so. keeps leaving his tools out everywhere. It's probably why he's having problems with that sword that he's making. <clears throat> um, just a moment. Um, I'll be right back. And he, he goes off and comes back up with a full set of, of armorer's tools. 
and he goes, we do make these, um, and you can buy the entire set. I'm not going to settle one of his hammers. He's had that for several generations throughout his family, so I don't think he would pull up <coughs> with that. But this is shiny and new, and you actually notice that um, the leather that's on it that <coughs> binds the tools, because it's a, it's a leather case uh, rolled up like a scroll that has all the little tools slotted in, into it, and you just roll it up and then tie it. Mm -hmm. um, and as he opens it, you actually see that on the out, on the exterior, it does have very intricate tool work on the, on the leather. But the tools are very, very simple. Like, the, the tools within are very simple. Um... Zothar only wants, like, the hammer you use in combination with the chisel. That, both of those tools are in there. It'd probably be cheaper to get the whole kit than just the two pieces. Alright. Alright. Right. Is, is this something of what, what you're wanting? Zothar will nod. Okay. So, how, how much is that? I am looking that up right now because I didn't have that pulled up and I apologize. I, I think it's a common item, so it's... Uh, by the way, to clarify, armor tools can be smith uh, smith tools, correct? Uh, yeah, I think you could list... Uh, that, that's what I basically mean, this, smithing the... tools. Yeah, okay. if, you, if, you get, if you can't find... Okay, yeah. It's specifically um, listed as armorers. Yeah. Um, it is Smith's tools. Smithing. I apologize for the people no, at home. Um, I said armor's tools. I meant smithing or Smith's tools. That's my bad. Um, he goes, okay, that will be. Uh, I guess I can give you a discount since he's not listening. Um, and we also have. And he looks over and you see like a, a shelf that has like twenty of them. And he goes, um, I'll sell this to you at half the going rate, uh, 10 gold. Can I try to knock a couple of gold off? Um, you can go Well, on it's already at half price, so... Yeah, but mm. you can go on ahead and, um, you know, try for it, if you wish. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just look at him and go, these are... Yeah, I I might be able to do eight. I was only just paid ten for the job I had. You know, go on ahead and give me a persuasion check. You are a bard. Oh, wait, I hit the wrong one. Okay. Oh, that's way better because it it was it was a nineteen. That's twenty one. He he goes well, and he looks back over at a. Uh, Looks looks back over at Cloethan, who is just pound no, who has now pulled the this blade out from the forge and you know continues to pound it out even more. And he just looks like he's angry. And he goes, mm, I think I can do that. Eight, eight, eight is the lowest that that I can go on this though. 
Hey, Zillathar, see if you can find the rest of his hammers while we're while, uh, while I'm paying him. He nods, and he'll go do that. So you're wanting to you're wanting this to go to Zillathar? Uh, yes, the right. Sedismith's tools to go to Zillathar while I, I pay for them, and Zillathar <laughs> is going to uh, help Jerry by cleaning up some of Clovethan's tools. Alright, um, I've already added the Smith's more. tools to your, uh, to your stuff, Zillathar. Alright. Um, so... Um, I, I will get there and... What do I roll for a cleaning check? Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. Perception, because all the stuff's scattered around. Let's, Athletics. Yeah. Let, let's, let's do these two things. Do a perception roll first, and then I'll tell you what the second roll is. Alright. Perception to locate all the tools. 16. 16. Alright, um, give me a performance at advantage. Performance of how well you clean up the workshop. Like, like you're, you're just... 19. The oh, okay. Okay. Is, um... Alright. <sighs> so you... You, um... <clears throat> go around and as, uh... Solera is getting finished... You, you walk back up and, uh, no, you walk back up to Solaire, finished with your task, and, and what do you say? All clean. And he just, like, he has, he like, all, all the tools. <laughs> and they're, like, actually sorted out, like, largest to smallest, and, like, which ones look like they go to which set. <laughs> He just holds them out to Jerry. Yeah. And uh, Jerry, Jerry, like, you know, goes, oh, well, thank you. And he looks over Lissera's, or Lissera, I'm so used to saying Lissera. Looks over. Well, we've been doing that for over a year, so it, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, looks over Solaire's shoulder and sees that Zillathar didn't just pick up the tools. Zillathar has re-leveled the table. No, re-leveled the tables with small pieces of debris, metal debris that he's found about the place. Has uh, inadvertently, without even his own knowledge, using a combination of his tail um, bumbling around and um, the makeshift cloak the has, has um, wiped the floor moderately clean. The tables are now all level just completely nice and level and he has rearranged all of the the armor the trade goods so trade it looks goods more presentable so it's more presentable and he's like um actually um here and he hands you back one gold oh, okay. or no no not one gold he hands you he reaches into his 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 uh coin pouch and hands you and hands you five silver uh, add that to Zillathar because I'm just gonna hand it to him and say you know this was this was for the work you did alright I've added the silver to you Zillathar so and he's like okay well is, is there anything else um, you know you did clean up the shop it's uh, it's very nice of you I figured that would at least. I, I was expecting to help help you uh, 
after Zillathar just to help you find all of your co-workers' tools so he'd perhaps be a little less angry. But I didn't realize he did more, so... Um, well, it's... At the moment, he, He's not angry I'm... because, um... Because his tools were laying around the place, um... Angry due to lack of work. Well, That's what the fellow... A combination of lack of said. customers and, um... You see, there's... <sighs> Come with me. And he, like, walks you outside. Okay. I'm guessing um, Zolothar handed the tools off already, so... Yeah, yeah. And he, he's already yeah, taken sent him down. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I just tucked the... the the set of smith's tools into Zolothar's makeshift hip pouch um to which his tail was supposed to be resting in yeah so he, he takes you outside and <coughs> says okay um there's this lordling he's uh not too far off hold on i just need to pull up the map the main map yeah no i don't need to pull up the main map um there's this lordling that lives not too far from, from this town, and he has commissioned this blade, paid good money for it, and wants it done within the next two days. It's supposed to be within the week, but it he, well, as you can see, he's been having trouble with it. And the problem is, is the Lordling has told him that if he takes any other commissions before, no, after this, other than stuff that he has already made, then he will see it as an act of subterfuge on his part of getting his blade, and he will shut us down. And we're, we're about to miss the deadline. And right as he says about to miss the deadline, you hear... Man, I'm really bad with names right off the top of my head. Um, you hear... Roger Reginald. Yeah. Um, you hear Cleothan, you know, yell out in anger, and you see a bit of a blade stick out of a wall from this wooden structure that, that they were inside. Meaning he just chucked it across the entirety of the, of the forge area, out into the the sale portion of the shop and into a wall. I, I look at Cherry and I look at it and, and I, it's I still put my hands on Cherry's It's, it's also still Cherry, no, close to Cherry Red and smoking in the wall. Yeah. I, I just sort of put my hands on his shoulders and say, I thank you for your prescience in getting us outside. Yes, well... If I would have told you inside, he would have done worse. Zilthard's just kind of silently standing there thinking. <laughs> and he's going to walk into the smith. He's going to walk back in and go talk to the angry dude. All right, as you're, as you're walking back in, you see what which... Um, what are so you... Solaire on the on the outside you see the blade start wiggling <coughs> and you're know, receding back into the wall. Zelithar, as you go back inside you see 
uh, Cleoth and just going, stupid fucking <clears throat> get and wrenches it free of the wall. <clears throat> and then starts stomping back. And you can see the blade looks beautiful. Like, not just like the blade, but like the the hilt work, the wrapping, the everything or not not wrapping, but the, the, the hilt work and whatnot that he that he has planned oh. on attaching to it. Um the guard. That, that you can see sitting on the table is just gorgeous. And the blade itself looks very elegant. Um, you know, other than it was thrown into a wall. And he takes and throws it over at a at a pile of similar looking blades and then picks up another piece of of steel and puts it into the forge and starts billowing it back up or bellowsing it back up. Sure. What? Me like to help. You think you can help me? He nods. And what can you do? Yeah, lo- well, looks, so looks you up and, and goes, you're just sort of creep creeping back into the shop. Looks you up and then goes, scaly boy. Um. <clears throat> he he is obviously pissed off. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's the reason Solarian um, just creeping in. Me heard how small, rich man make you angry. Me no like small, rich men. <laughs> so me help. By the by, that's me. I not him laughing. <laughs> me good at Smith. You think you are? I've been doing yes. this for 37 years. <clears throat> taught my, my, my dad, taught by his dad, taught by his father. What makes you think you'd be any better? And he, like, pulls out this cherry red piece of steel and starts working it on the on the on an anvil I, I take out some of the smithing tools that I ju- that was just bought and say let me show Alright, if you think you do better than me, I don't see why not. This toss is done anyway. And he, like, gestures to the... Like, with the the hot piece of metal, starts gesturing around at the whole place. And he sets it down and he goes, Hit it. It cleaner now. I said, and he, like, Reaches, no, he takes his hammer, puts it in your hands, and says, It the damn thing. Ah. And, uh, Zothar will now begin smithing. Okay. Um, I need <laughs> like you. Like a to, badass. Yep. 
So, smithing, I don't know what check that is. It's a tool check with um, dexterity or strength. Let's use strength, shall we? It's either one. Since you're you're doing mainline, so yeah, you could do strength. Yeah. So, I really wish I had the fire rune equipped instead of the frost rune right now, because then I could double my proficiency bonus with this. Either way. Actually, since this is counting as a strength check, I'm just going to activate my frost rune so I get a plus two bonus. Okay. Uh, that's a lot. So, 28? 28. Alright, he he sees how you're hammering and goes, hmm, maybe better than I thought. Hey, hold on. And he, like, hands, he, he, he was initially, like, holding the tongs and just moving the steel for you to, to beat on. Just thinking that you would just want to hit something. And realizing that you're drawing it out pretty well. And that you're flat, and that you're, you know, doing all this stuff. Putting the initial bevel into it. Yeah, putting the initial bevel into it rather well. He looks over... No, he he says, um, hold on just a minute. He hands you the the tone says, just keep it cherry red, bring it back out, beat your shit out of it, put it back in, make it look kind of like one of those. He goes back out the front and goes, oi, you, hot cheeks. Yes. Um, so, sorry, uh, my, where's my manners? Name's Clint, name's Clint. Clothen. Yeah, Flynn Rider. Yeah. Name's Clothen. <laughs> yeah. Name's Clothen. And, um, you know, this is me forge, obviously. You know, name's right there. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. Would you mind, you know, me borrowing your friend for a couple days? He's wanting to help you, so I'm not. I'm certainly not going to object if you, if you're willing, willing to pay him at least a bit of coin for his work. I'm willing to do more than that. Hold on, um, you got a Your place to stay. Your paid him. We were going to stay over at the inn across the way. Oh, the Whistling Whale. Yeah, I yes. know. I know the innkeeper. Her and me used to be a thing back in the day. Um, and the other leg, you know, currently in my. Current squeeze is the is the cook there. So, hold on, and he like goes back into his workshop and uh, goes over to you. Zilithar just kind of looks, sees how you're doing, nods, like gives you a look, nods, walks back over, grabs a a piece of just random parchment sitting on a table, and then writes something down on it. He goes, <clears throat> walks back out to the front. And then hands it to you, Solar, and says, you give him this, he'll give you two days. And then after that, it's all up to you how much you want to spend. Alright. That's certainly more than I was expecting when I came here to get my gear repaired. Oh, you're getting your gear repaired too? Thank you. Yeah, right. yeah. Jerry said he, he'd get it, get it fixed for me by tomorrow. And he, he turns to Jerry and says, 
Jerry? Um, yeah, yes, sir? You lay back of money. Um, but it's a writ, sir. Oh, right, okay, never mind then. Yeah, I, I got it from the Bounty Authority. It, it was part of my uh, hazard pay, I suppose. Oh, yes, uh, gear replacement and repairs. Understandable. And he yeah. goes, well, I'm going to go back into the forge, you know, make sure your little friend doesn't, um, you know, fuck things up too badly. Get his cloak on fire. Yeah. Yeah, just, it, it's big chunk of sailcloth, so... I'm not sure how uh, fire retardant that is. Um, you kind of lean your head in, and Zillathar's already taken that off. It's on the floor. Yeah, he just tossed it. Like, after a few swings, he just tossed it to the side. So, yeah, he can be easily seen. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he still just got the little chunk that's wrapped around his hips. Yeah, it's probably around his hips, but, like... But like, uh, no, the cloak from the the cloak was one thing, and then the, we we wrapped a chunk around your hips to uh, hold your tail. Right. Okay. So that would probably still be on. Um, technically, Rune Knight can't do this, but mm -hmm. uh, instead of, well, technically, I can't. I should have been able to switch it if I wanted, because. We leveled up, so I could change out one of these runes for the fire rune. Mm -hmm. I'd allow it. So I, I already used the frost rune once, so I'm going to switch out stone rune real quick. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to just add a thing. I'm going to just add the item because, you know, the runes are weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah, I, I am using the fire rune instead of the stone rune. Okay, okay. that's fine. I, I just look over at Jerry and say, um, I don't suppose you'd be able to, um, whatever uh, Mr. Cloethan decides to pay Zilithar, maybe make him a a, a belt with some hip pouches so he can carry stuff. Well, I think that would like, be... Like a set of smith's tools. I think that would that be we easy, bought him. easily enough to arrange. Alright. I'm gonna head over to the inn then. Right. Just... We will We will send your your friend... Um, you said his name was Zillathar? Yeah, Zillathar. Just make sure he's wearing his cloak. Okay, I will make sure that he is and, wearing and his cloak. And maybe have... Maybe ask Mr... Cloethan uh, to clip the links off of his bracelets. So he's not so noisy. Um, we can see about that. Thanks. Yep, okay. So, uh, Solaire is going to after trying to let Zilithar know that she's heading over to the inn She's not going to be terribly worried about it because she's got Jerry kind of watching out for him. Yeah. Um. Okay. He'll he'll just nod and just 
say he'll going. stay here. Yeah, you just keep working. Uh-huh. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, Solaire's heading over to the inn to see what um, Chloethan's little note is going to do for her. Okay. Hold on just a moment. Real quick, um, how many smithing checks can I get within a minute? Because that's how long I have the plus two to strength checks. Um, you don't need to do any more. Like, that was enough. Okay. Yeah, that that should last, that particular smithing check for should last you at least an hour. Okay. Hold on, just doing something real quick. With the fire rune instead of the stone one, so. My proficiency bonus for smithing is doubled now. So, I'm now extra good. So, Plus yeah. eleven to smithing, badoomching. So Solaire heads over to the. Uh, was it whispering whale or? Uh, you have the whistling whale, which is a okay. an, an inn, and then you have the hollow leg, which is attached to it, but it's a it separate is. establishment. Yeah. So she's going to stop at the. At, at the end first. Okay. Um, stopping at the Whistling Whale, um, which is literally just across from where you're at. There's there's yeah. no... Uh, you know, it's literally just... You walk uh, literally across, so you don't need to move your character token or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you see a sign that is just above the, the inn. Um, but you see a sign just above the end that has a whale with its, with, um, little musical notes, uh, carved in the sign above the, where the blowhole, the whale's blowhole is. And it says, you know, the, and then underneath it, whistling whale. You know, the above and then whistling whale below. The whale. Yeah. Um, and the door, the doors are, or the door is wide open. <sighs> and it's just there. And it's a uh, faded, very faded blue exterior. Use a pressure washer. Yeah, if that existed in D&D. <laughs> uh, I think that would work with the prestidigitation. It just take a while. Yeah, a lot of time. So. Yeah. So I doing? go inside and okay. um, start looking for. Uh, I, I suppose the mistress of the inn. Yes. Um. As you head in, you see a little like comfortable uh, seating area. And you can hear over to your left, you know, some music, some soft music playing and um, the sound of people dining and eating and having a good time. But you don't see them because there is a wall and another door. Um, to your right is a small, almost like a receptionist desk, just like the one that you saw over at the... Bounty Authority? 
Bounty Authority. Yeah, over at the Bounty Authority. And there is a woman sitting by... No, woman that... Is, oh, no, she's not sitting behind it. A woman that comes out of a door that's behind that desk and goes, Um, yes, how, how can I help you? Um, I was sent over here by Cloeth and he asked me to give you this note. Oh, um, let's see. And you, you hand him, or you hand her the note. And she reads it over and goes, Yes, I'm covered in sooty smudges, just like the letters he used to write to me. Um, oh. He's putting you up for two days. That's, that's nice. Um, and says that you have a traveling companion. Um, that one room or two? I think... Zill will probably feel calmer with one room. He's, um, heavy, though, so... He's heavy. Okay, um, let's see. Um, we do have a, um, room that has two separate beds, and they're both, uh, a good size. It would be a little bit too big for you, but um, if your friend is as big as you're saying, it yeah, it should be possible. Like a fair bit taller than me and dense of bone structure. Weight varies from three hundred to two thousand four hundred pounds. <laughs> uh, that's why she says dense of bone structure. <laughs> And she goes, Just while I sleep in Giant's mind. <laughs> so she says, okay, well, um, here, and she, you know, turns to a, a wall that has a whole bunch of keys on it, and she puts the key in your hand and says, you're good for two days. Thank you. Um, um it I will don't be... suppose you have any recommendations over at the uh, tavern as re regards food. Um, well, b before you, before you say that, she, she does let you know that your room is up the stairs, um, second door on the left, okay. and you can tell that, like, the first floor is predominantly this office area type structure, and then it goes up two levels, and yours is on the second floor, second door on the left, so just wanted to get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, so uh, you and, ask her and, about, and then I ask, yeah, what, what's, what she would rec, what she would choose to eat. In all honesty, and, um, I prefer the venison. Um, it's a little bit pricey, but every now and then I like to treat myself a little bit and I might just do that on his tab, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Still... I, I He asked me to buy him a set of Smith's tools, and then he decided to just completely clean Cloethan's shop up. And then asked Cloethan if he could help him. Well, I'm... That's why Mr. Cloethan um, gave me the note. Well... He seemed impressed. Either way, it's, you know, he's paying yeah. for it, so... Why not indulge? Yeah, um... How much you, th does the venison run? 
Oh, the venison, it runs, um, one gold per meal. Hmm. Kind of steep, but I am so burnt out on fish. Oh, About yes. Um, most people just get the pork. Fish. Most people just get the pork, and the pork is, um, it's good. It only runs mm. about one silver for, you know, the entire meal. But yeah. with the, um, with the... I might just get Zillith or two of that. Yeah, with the, um, venison. Um, the venison and the beef, they are both one gold, but it is, again, the entire meal. And I'd say for two days, you know, you and him can eat like kings. Yeah. I'm not sure how um, refined Zill's palate is, but I think something that's not fish might be might appeal to him most. I'm going to go ahead and eat, and as soon as they send him over, I'll I'll make sure he gets fed too, and then we'll head to our room for the night. Right. She hands you back the note. And says, just make sure that the, when you sit down, the barmaid, uh, or at least the barmaid or the barman, uh, sees that you have. No, sees that you have this, and um, gets the word back to the cook. All right, thank you. I, I guess it's uh, through that door then. And actually, she says, see, make sure that they that uh, that gets into the hands of Helga. Sorry. Right. And I just point to the door through which I could hear people and music. Yes. It's it's right. through that and she hands you back the the writ. Yeah. Um are, do you want to look at what it says or do you just kind of trust what it does? I I'm actually going to look at it just to make sure I'm not um you know taking him completely for a ride. Um it says on it and you could almost hear it in his voice, in in his 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 handwriting in his voice. Give him what they fucking want, Clothin. <laughs> wow. Doesn't mince words, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> All right, so I will head through the door and. Uh... Um, uh, uh, and straight over to the bar counter okay. after tucking the key into the pocket of my trousers. Okay. Um, as you open the door, it goes from this nice, you know, low music of... and, and thrum of activity to just noise. Lots of noise all at once. It seems that um, that separating wall actually has a good amount of insulation. It is dense with air. Yeah. So, um, you know, even the even the door blocking out most of the sound was actually rather impressive. The amount of sound that's coming out of this out of this one room. Um, walking in, you see that there's a smattering of tables, about six tables um a barmaid is making her way in between tables and serving food and getting 
giving out drinks, and it seems that there aren't more. There isn't more than just one barmaid. Um, you also have a gentleman that is set, standing at the bar, you know, doing his whole routine of filling, fill if he's not filling glasses full of various liquids, then he is cleaning them. And a very, very heavenly smell is coming from the kitchens. Probably the beef. And something's something is making you just deep inside of you. You just you just feel in here. By the by, because of Discord, I don't know if you heard it, but your stomach is rumbling a lot. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that. It, you just went completely silent for a few seconds, and I wasn't sure if that was I lost connection to you, or no, you it was were doing it was something me making a sound Discord... effect with my mouth for OBS. <laughs> yeah, um, Discord's uh, CRISPR um, yeah. canceled it out. That's okay. So what do you do? You're you're staying um, there. I, you're I'm hungry. I'm just sort of. I I'm just sort of slowly drifting towards the bar. Just kind of holding this writ, sort of, um, in my hand. Okay. Um, you get up to the bar, and you, once getting close enough to it, you think, okay, so. There, there's a guy there, you know, shining glasses and whatnot, has sideburns um, down to about chin level um, and a little soul patch underneath his lip. And you're thinking, okay, so number one, why does why does it look like there's a a like nine-year-old serving people drinks that has facial hair? When you get up to the bar, you realize that it's a halfling standing on a stool. He looks Thank over. You. He looks over. He goes, "Welcome to the Hollow Leg. My name is Herc. How can I help you?" Uh, this is from Cloethen. He said, "Um, to hand it over to Helga." Oh, Cloethen, Helga. What is this? Another love letter? Oh, give them what they. He doesn't mince words, does he? No, my my friend um decided to help him clean his shop up and um help him with the sword he's working on. Oh, he's he's been right at sorts with that. Um, and by the by, thank you. Uh, and he looks over and goes, "Safane," and the barmaid turns around and goes, "Yes." And he goes, "Come here, I have something to ha for you to hand to Elga." Okay. And she, like, comes up, takes it from him, smiles, winks, and he blushes a little bit. And she, you know, walks off. Um, you do catch, um, from what you can make out of her, long, no, long auburn hair with the slightest tip at her ears. Um, you're guessing that she is also a half-elf. And she goes back into the back. Okay. Um, and he says, so, um, since I already know what the note says, uh, what can I get you? Put a pint of your favorite ale. A pint of my favorite? Oh, well, let's see. He turns around and he 
look looks at the various you know alcoholic beverages and various casks and he goes oh this one and he he takes and hops down from his from his stool goes over pulls a ladder over climbs up grabs a no climbs up and you notice that somehow in between transition of getting down from the stool and getting pulling the ladder over he now has a about a pint stein in his in his hand yeah climbs his way up has shrugged off her pack and is sitting on a stool with it between her feet okay um he makes his way up to the top of the or near the top of the ladder um gets the ale and then comes back down and you see the the hands come up to the to the countertop and just kind of like you you can see like his eyes over the countertop and he takes an, almost like a kid setting something on a table just kind of sets it up there with both hands climbs back up onto the and you notice it's not really a stool it's more of kind of like this elongated railing that he stands on and he gets up there and I goes, lean over the counter huh as I lean over the counter to see what he's stepping up onto. Yeah. And he he sits there, leans leans on one elbow and says, Well, that was a trip. Um, This is actually one of my favorites. It's a... Uh, it's a... Honeymead. No, it's a... It's a... No, because you said ale. Um... Did, okay, did you say ale or beverage? I said his favorite ale. Okay. Um, he sets it down and goes, this is a pale ale. Um, it's a little bit of a local treat. Got It's got some sweet notes, and um, I think you'll like it. Alright. I'll take it from him and uh, take, take a sip. Um, it's a nice pale ale. It has a little hint of honey. And, um, yeah, all in all, it's smooth and, um, doesn't burn as it goes down. It's just, it's a nice, relaxing type of drink. Um, like he sees you initially start to, start to, you know, drink it fast and he like takes and puts a finger on top of the edge of it and moves it down a little bit more. Like, don't drink it that fast. (laughs) Oh no, I, I was taking a cautious sip because his favorite might not agree with me it, it, it would have been the second sip I would have tried to slightly chug yeah and um, he stopped me from doing that to more savor it yeah was, now if you want a real good one I would suggest actually um, some of some of the um, Hinesmead which is actually from um, my home island it's imported but it it reminds me of home and he points out a a cask of mead that is also on on the same shelf. Does it go well with venison and pork? In all honesty, it goes well with anything, except for fish. It does not go with well with fish. That's good because I don't want fish. I've had too much fish for the last three months. <laughs> Haven't we all? 
Uh, I can't remember the last time I was on a large enough island that had food that wasn't fish. Even chicken would be good right now. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for the Great Flood, then none of this would exist, really. Mm. You know, we're all true. living on mountaintops, in all honesty. Yeah, true enough. Probably have a bigger variety of foods. Yeah, but we got what we got, so... Yeah. Is there anything else I can get for you, love? Uh, at the moment, I just want something to eat, and... The mistress of the inn suggested the venison. Oh, the venison. Good choice. Um, now let's see. And he he takes and pulls out a, a small roll of parchment and sets it in front of you and and rolls it out so then holds it flat. And he says, well, we have three different venison dishes. Um, we have uh, fire roasted venison with um, you no know, with some mashed potatoes and. And just starts, uh, you know, laying out the types of food. One is um, smoked venison, one's fire roasted venison, and another one is um, is uh, almost kind of like a skillet fried venison, or a skillet skillet cooked venison. I think I'll go with the second one. Oh, good choice. It's my favorite. Um, hold on just a moment. No, he goes, hold on, I'll just go on ahead and pop into the kitchen and get that order for you. And he, like, hops down and then goes through a couple swinging doors in the back. And um, you hear some some chatter, but it's it's overtaken by the, by the, the, sound, diners. the sound of the music and the diners that are, you know, laughing and having a good time and then he comes back and goes okay that's that should be out to you in just a few Sifane can no Sifane will be bringing it out and time passes uh, is there anything you would like to do during this time other than just sitting there and just nursing this drink uh, I, I'm just going to look around at the tables to see if there's one that's uh, mostly empty so I can properly enjoy my food um, there is one table that is barren of people. It's right. closer to a corner of the room. It's not in the corner, but closer to a corner. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I just sort of nod at it and I say, I'm going to be over there then. Right. I will point her out in your direction. Yeah. And there might be a rather large fellow in a sailcloth cloak being let in here after a while I, th I think um, probably one of the pork dishes would be good for him and uh, a sign of this as well alright well let's go on ahead and let him make up his own mind Oh yeah. see what he wants so anyway good seeing you and I hope you swing by again uh, yeah we're going to be here for at least a couple days hmm right um and uh leaves you to go to the table yep <sighs> sitting at the table a couple minutes later or not a couple minutes later um like 10 
about 10 minutes later. Um, Sifane comes out of the kitchen area holding a, holding a platter with a, a plate and a couple other smaller dishes and goes over to the bar to the barman and to the barman Herc and Herc um, points out the table and she comes over to him and goes okay so here we have your fire roasted venison with the potato mix and she just basically lays it all in front of you and goes is there anything else I can get for you love look at my cup it's mostly empty and I it's say that um, Herc suggested another another type of ale to go with the meal so um I can go and ask uh, him what it was yeah and I just hand the stein to her and she it's mostly she, empty anyways yeah she she takes it back up there and tells Herc and Herc is is like oh and you know goes and gets it brings it back she goes well it's not ale but it's a mead um oh. so here you go and sets it down she goes um and as always compliments of the chef everything because you know the letter that you brought in yeah i was honestly astounded that he decided to do that but I'm not gonna also probably the fact he knows how to forge stuff I, I just look at her and go, I'm certainly not objecting to free food. Yeah, well, I wouldn't food, object I to free to food people. either, so. Yeah. Anyway, and she, like, says, there's anything else you need, just flag me down. And she walks away, and it's just, it's, the food in front of you just smells amazing. Yeah, I just uh, slowly start in on it with knife and two-tined fork that I'm sure is what came with it. Oh, yes. Um, meanwhile, uh, not really rewinding a little bit, but going over to Zillathar. Zillathar, you've been there at Clothens at for a while, and you are just, you know, hammering away, hammering away, back in the forge, back out of the forge, hammer, hammer, fold, back in the forge, back out of the forge, hammer, 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 fold, even Zelthar himself is not entirely sure why he decided to do this or even how he knows what to do. Well, um, even a, um, a subconscious savant thing. Yeah, and 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 Clothin... I, I I do I I do have an idea like story wise, but at this moment in time, like he's not entirely sure what's going on. But like. Oh, it's as like he, he keeps working, stuff comes to his mind that he will want to share with a uh, Solaire later. Yeah, and and Clothin is uh, is instructing you on you know certain things. Like he'll see a little misstep in technique and then correct it. Um, not himself. He'll just he'll tell he tells you how to correct it, and then you know you go back to forging and. You get a good amount of work in, and you just get to the point to where the blade is shaped. Not beveled, not sharpened, but shaped. And he goes, well, you know, well, that's what we can do for today. So, I suggest popping over back over to the auto lag and getting yourself something to eat. I've already got everything covered for you. He nods. 
and will just grab his poncho cloak and put it on. He goes, just remember, back here bright and early, we can get this done. All right. And Zothar will just wave and uh, walk outside, realize he doesn't exactly remember where uh, Solaire went. Uh, so he will just, like, he's been around her long enough he could probably just follow her scent. So well, you, you also still have Jerry there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Who I asked to keep an eye on you. Yep. Okay, so he will talk to Jerry. Um, Jerry goes. Excuse oh. me. Hmm? Help me find Rand. Oh, um, she went just across that, and he like points it out, and he goes, "I can walk you there. We're closing the shop right now." That would be fine. Okay. Um. So he, he walks you. It's literally just across the concourse to the hollow leg. Or actually, no, the whistling whale, because he saw her enter the whistling whale. And he goes, he goes, hello, Jesse. How are you doing today? And she goes, oh, I'm doing just fine. Um, Is this the friend of that young lady? And he, he says, oh, yes. Um, so... Where is she? Is she up in the room? Or... Oh no, he, he she's still in the the hollow leg. Oh okay. Um, then I will make sure to get him over there. Turns around, opens the door, and he goes, "She should be in here." Thank you, you good kid. And he just pats him on the head. And he goes, "Pleasure being in service." And he turns around and walks walks back out the door. Zilothar continues into the tavern, just kind of like looking around slowly. Yep. Probably then, noticing several eyes are on him, despite, you know, the makeshift disguise. Because well, you can't music, really hide his bulk. Yeah, the, the music is still playing, but the, the general noise has died down. Uh, several people have already left for the for the afternoon. And yeah, well, Solaire is just slowly working her way through. Oh no, Solaire, you're eating. already done. Because like, it's you, so good and you, not fit. Yeah, you you finished your yeah. Meal. He oh, was yeah. in the Smith for a while. Yeah, you you ate okay. your meal slowly yeah, and enjoyed yes. every minute of it. But it's been it's been like two or three hours. Okay, then she's just sitting there, just sort of <sighs> sitting there with a stein in front of her, just sort of with a, with taking a, a sip every so often. With an empty plate and an empty bowl. Yeah. Zilthar will she was uh, make, her, make his way over. To mop up the juices. Oh, yeah. Just hasn't gotten around to doing that yet. <clears throat> Yeah, Zilthar will lumber his way over and then try carefully to sit down on one of these, on like a bench or a chair at the table. Yeah, very gingerly start to sit down on something. Yeah. Yeah, because last one thing he said on, it shattered. 
yeah, when you sit on this, it's <coughs> these chairs, or actually, yeah, it's more of a bench. Um, this bench that you're that you sit on, it creaks a little bit, but it does not give under your weight. So it's it's built rather sturdily. Um, shortly after you sit down, a vision of just the utmost beauty wafts her way over towards you and says, Well, hello, you must be the friend of this young young lady. My name is Sifane. How can I help you? What would you like to eat? Zothar thinks for a moment would like venison to try. Oh, well, he didn't even see the menu. I'm surprised. Because um, you can Jerry probably smell it. it. Smell it. Jerry mentioned it. Jerry mentioned People it mentioned it. He, he smelled it. The, the forging zone. Yeah. And so he's she, never had it before, so he's curious. So she she asks you um, which which type you would like. Would you like the um, f- would you like the fire roasted, the the um, smoked smoked or the um, pan seared pan seared. Um, uh, the fired one. Fire roasted? Okay. Um, yes. she brings out the exact same, uh, plate. Just before she walks off, I say, um, can I have a couple rolls? Oh, yes. And she, she also, you know, mentally notes that and goes off. Oh yeah, and, and she I, also uh, asked you. I forgot. Sorry. She also asked you what you, it, what you would like freak. as a beverage for your meal. Uh, he asked for just water, just a huge tanker of water. She she nods in understanding, and and then she walks off. <laughs> um. It takes uh, about ten or so minutes for your food to get to you. So, um, what do you uh, during do that in the meantime? During that time, uh, Zothar would kind of, you know, lean in and uh, kind of quietly tell Soler, "Me been remembering things." That's good. Slayer's just kabobs kind of warm because showed he... me. The kebabs showed me how to forge. And oh. remember, that's how these. And he points to his big spiky plates with like the different things carved into them. Uh. That's how runes get on me. So they forge them for you and attach them to your spinal plates. Yes. That? Me also remember there was one other big thing on islands. It looks similar to statue. Okay. About same size, really. 
like a statue or did it move? It moved. It was big like me, only when I get extra big. Oh. Yeah. Looks similar like statue. Solaire is more than slightly tipsy. So she's just sort of like, uh, uh, okay. Oh yeah, you're, you're nursing drink number three. Yeah. <clears throat> you like that mead stuff better. Yeah. The ale was good, but the mead really did go really well with the venison. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Solaire's tipsy, so she's not really being terribly talkative. She's just sort of waiting for that roll so she can mop up all of the faint bits that the fork could not pick up. He'll describe... And she's just there listening. she's describing the food that she had eaten to you and, and telling you how very, very good it was. Just as she finishes describing the meal to you and how amazing it was... Uh, for you, Zillathar, you notice it right away. This just... You, you, you hear the doors just... Pop, 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 you know, just the open from somebody walking through. Okay. And, um, okay. Zillathar smells I would like to... this amazing smell coming from that direction. It is just something that you haven't smelled before, ever. Because you usually... He is very excited. Yeah, usually you were just fed, like, <coughs> raw meat. You were fed like an animal. And, like, before they, you know, fully, you know, stopped his lightning breath, he would, like, spark at it to, like, basically sear it. Yeah. But, um... <coughs> so, the this plate and a bowl of soup is set down in front of you. Uh, the plate has a pretty good size uh, of venison. A uh, couple rolls, some cheese, um, a thing of uh, potatoes, just uh, diced <clears throat> potatoes that have been that have been cooked. You know, nice golden brown flaky crust, and <clears throat> a bowl of soup. Um, he's gonna first, uh, try and, the venison. And, and, um, Solaire, uh, another small plate is set in front of you of four rolls. Okay, I only asked for two, but that, that that's fine. I, I just start, I, I tear, pick one up, tear <clears> it in half, and just sort of start mopping up <laughs> the, the juices from the plate, and, mm -hmm. and just sort of start eating it, because... I know I'm tipsy, and food will absorb alcohol. Yes. <clears throat> I don't want to leave a any food particles on this the plate or the bowl because the food was that good. Oh yeah. Uh, Zilthar, not bothering with utensils, just grabs the venison with his claws and just starts to chew it. Okay. Um, this is nothing that, uh, Safane has seen before, so she just kind of nods <coughs> and says, enjoy your meal, and then she walks off. Oh, yeah, and she also set down this, you know, good-sized tankard, or tankard of, of just water. I, I figured she would have put it, like, <coughs> a 
little bit of alcohol in it to kill anything. Oh yeah, it has it has a little bit of wine mixed in with it just to just to kill off any like bacteria. All right. <clears throat> he takes a massive bite of this venison. It tastes amazing. Like, you've never had anything that was well-cooked before, and so this is just, like... In all honesty, me trying to describe it is making my mouth water, because I want venison now. <laughs> well, since it tastes so good, it's no longer there in, like, less than a minute. And then you're just... And then, like... Claws clean. Yeah, and bowls of soup, he just kind of dumps it in his mouth like it's a drink yeah which is fine and it's... then he just like individually spikes a potato on on each claw and then starts putting them in his mouth yep with the with the soup uh, uh <clears throat> solaire you would have you would have also experienced this that it is a kind of a potato soup that is made with um uh beef bone broth so it's thick, creamy, and has a good amount of, of flavor. Very rich. Yes. But light. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And he'll just, like, just start essentially stuffing his face. And then just, and, like, again, less than, like, 30 seconds down the entire thing of water... It's been a long time since he's been able to actually eat his fill, and he feels good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just about this time, it's good. In this time frame, Solaire's eaten all but one of the rolls and puts it on your plate and tells you to mop up <coughs> the rest of the food with it. Yep, and just about this, this time, it's getting toward night. <coughs> Yeah, we spent all afternoon just sitting and eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense. Alright. Well, I guess <clears throat> Zothar will just follow uh, Solaire's lead. Yeah. Solaire just sort of stacks up the <clears throat> now sort of clean uh, plates and bowls and utensils and just walks them over to the side of the counter where the, the kitchen is mm-hmm. with the two steins that are now completely empty. Okay. Just being helpful. Yeah. Um, Mostly it's the, the way her she was raised is to not make it harder for the staff to clean up. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there anything else you would like to do? Before retreating to your to your room and going to sleep, um, she's just gonna pick up her backpack and tell him thank you for the mill and. Uh, just a quick question: mm-hmm. Does Zilthar know the guy who bought him this time? No. Okay. It's just some random dude. <clears throat> You never heard the buyer's name. You never heard the buyer's name. Okay. So, being the more sober one, he might be, like, 
Solaire is leading him, but he's like half lifting her up. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. She's not completely drunk. She's just slightly tipsy. Yeah. But he can help stabilize you. Yeah. Um, After a little <coughs> bit of a slurred like conversation of so where room and you're just and Solaire, you're just like uh, second door left. Second floor. Second door. Left. Yeah. So, because <laughs> she's, she's. I kind mean, of he gets the halfway between. He, he understands the directions. Food coma. Yeah. Um, and after a little bit of a wobbly. She sort of point points towards the stair stairwell once we get back through into the whistling whale. Mm-hmm. And just says second floor, second door left um making your way up to that room and then she fishes into her pocket fishes into her pocket and pulls out a key you open the door and it's not times and then opens it yeah um when you open the door it is not lavishly furnished it is a very um modest room uh with two beds and a small table in between just to set stuff um, and there is even a couple of equipment racks that are set up in the room, just in case any adventurers happen to come through the area. And um, there's a closet um, on the left side of the room. Okay. Beds on the right side of the room facing towards where the closet is on the left side of the room. A couple of equipment racks sit on either side of this you know, like closet area. Wardrobe. Yeah, wardrobe. Thank you. And there is a... I mean, if it's freestanding, so it's a wardrobe. Yeah. And there is a window straight across from the door, currently shut, and the blinds have been drawn. And I'm guessing there's a lantern that's turned, like, halfway down on the table. Yes. In between the beds. Yeah. So, so there... <laughs> Opens uh, the door to the wardrobe and says, hand me your, your cloak and the, the cloth on your hip, tying your tail up. We'll stick it in here. He very quickly does that and, like, just relief stretches his tail back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um... You're, there's enough room in there that you can put your backpack in there as well. Yeah, I just stick my backpack down at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I does it say, just take one of the beds, whichever one looks sturdier to you. <clears throat> okay. Um, quick question: Do mm-hmm. any of the uh does this room does it have like a bathroom? It has a chamber pot in it. Oh. I was wondering if it was one of the slightly more modern, like it had a bathtub or something. No, um, they do have a bathhouse and an outhouse um, on the backside of the of this inn. He would prefer to sleep in water, but eh, that'll work. He just crawls up onto the bed and like very animalistically just kind of curls up sprawls and curls cu- clutching the bedding 
Um, it is a, <clears throat> it is moderately comfortable. At least for Zillathar, it is moderately comfortable. Solera, when you lay down in it, it's just like you you lay down and then you sink into it, and it it is for the most part comfortable. You haven't slept in a good bed in a while. It's usually been hammocks on the ground or in a bedroll, not actually in a nice bed. <clears throat> and you slept in nicer beds, but this one, it's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I put my sword belt onto the... On, onto the equipment rack up that's hidden from the door mm -hmm. before chucking my boots into the wardrobe. Okay. You gonna lock the door and... before you go to sleep? Yes. Okay. She's got that much drilled into her tipsy brain. Lock doors. Okay. Um. So you both bed down for the night and... We are going and to go on ahead and the lamp out. Yep, turn the lamp out, and uh, we're going to go on ahead and take a break, so Alrighty. that we can stand up, move around, and uh, we'll be back here in just a moment. Hi, this is Scott. Thank you for listening to Arcosaur D and D on your podcast platform of choice so while we have this break of please feel free to go to our website arkansortt.com and check out any kind of merch or games that we currently have on our website and uh yeah have a good break we'll be back in a bit 